Hello again, Memphis, and welcome to Storyboard 30. Storyboard 30 is the interview program taken right out of the pages of the monthly print journal, Storyboard Memphis, where we bring Memphis personalities and shapers right here into the WYPL studios for 30 minutes of in-depth conversation to hear about their passions, their initiatives, or to talk a little bit about what makes Memphis, Memphis. As always, you're hearing our friend Jeff Hewlett on acoustic guitar. Jeff is a regular contributor to Storyboard Memphis and plays regularly with his friend Leah Keys and their duo Leah and Me. And I am Mark Fleischer, publisher of Storyboard Memphis and your host for the next half hour of Storyboard 30. My two guests today uh, work for this boutique company based out of Austin, Texas, and they are a retailer that has a local presence here in Germantown, actually. So if uh, for my regular listeners... You might be thinking, why is he having retailers that are that now have a national presence in the area? And what I find very interesting about this particular company is, is number one, it, it started out as a small business. And then number two, the business is very interested and passionate about giving back in philanthropy. So my two guests, Caitlin White, Garner Keppen, welcome. The company that I'm referring to is called Kendra Scott. So... You ladies out there, and you men also, <laughs> if you've never heard of Kendra Scott, it's really a lovely little line of jewelry. A lot of it is earrings, right? So much of it is earrings, and, and it's handcrafted in there in Austin. So, um, Caitlin, do you want to start us and talk? Just talk a little bit about the Kendra story, if you would, just on a general level. Sure. Yeah. Of course. So, Kendra Scott, the company, was started in 2002 when Kendra designed her first line of jewelry. And then she had $500 in the spare bedroom of her house, and she was able to grow it into a billion dollar fashion brand that's loved and known globally. See, now this even this even solidifies the, the reason I wanted the two of you in here is because we have so many local artists who do their own, you know, whether it be jewelry, whether it be their artwork, photography, whatever it might be, and they're trying so desperately to start something, and they might think this is just never going to work. It's just never going to happen. But there's proof that it does, it can happen. And I didn't didn't know that about the the five hundred bucks in the what did you say garage? It's a, her spare bedroom. Her spare bedroom. Mm-hmm. And started this little business that turned into something. Mm-hmm. How many stores now nationally? Roughly, we have about a hundred stores nationwide and one store in London. Oh, London also. Yes. Oh, very good. And locally, the store is in. Saddle Creek. Yes, in Saddle Germ- Creek and Germantown. And we were talking before we came on about. How, in terms of retail, it's really a challenge when you have any kind of, not just local brand, but a, a, a national brand moving into a city and determining whether or not it's going to be viable, right? Never determining whether or not it's going to, to take off. And that part of Germantown is perfect. You've got, I mean, what do you have around? You've got the Apple stores there. Yeah. Trader Joe's moved in over there. And Michael Kors is Michael Kors is there. Anthropology is over there. Free People, Sir Latab. I don't know if that's how you say their name, actually. So maybe not. Growing, yeah. (laughs) And going back to the idea that it, you know, started small, and you said two thousand two, two thousand two, two thousand two, and now you know, seventeen years later, you know, here it is. So I'm going to repeat again the fact that it's just really lovely pieces of jewelry. 
And my wife, of course, adores. I mean, it, it is hands down her favorite brand. And I don't want to turn this into like an in- infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is. It's just a lovely brand. So now the other big piece of this, and we're, we can really take some time to explore all this, but the other piece of it is is the fact that Kendra Scott gives back. So Garner, talk about all the different arms of, of uh, philanthropy that is part of the company. So this is one of the biggest things that sets, I feel like, Kendra Scott apart from a lot of other companies. And we do our philanthropy predominantly in two different facets, one being our Kendra Cares initiative. So that is where we partner with um, Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. And we will bring um, different components of what we call our color bar to the hospitals and then set it up there completely free of charge to the patients and their caregivers. And we'll set it up with the hospital, obviously, before and then come and essentially every patient and their caregiver will have the opportunity to make a piece of jewelry for free. So it's really neat. Yeah, and it's really fun. And it's it's a really special way for us to be able to incorporate the brand with, you know, different places that bring can bring sadness to people, but we try to bring the joy there where it makes sense. Uh, how many parts of the city uh, do some of these efforts happen in? I mean, they extend locally here. We partner um, with Labonner Children's Research Hospital, but across the nation, I mean, we partner with all sorts of children's research hospitals, and that is something that is really important to our company. And so, I mean, it extends a lot further than even Caitlin and myself know, um, depending on the city and depending on the amount of hospitals that um, that particular store will partner with. And I was looking at this online before before we came on too. Under under the website, uh, more than eight thousand fundraising and awareness events, and this is I'm guessing fairly current. Um, over twenty one hundred volunteer hours, over five million dollars donated annually, and it goes on and on. And that's a big part of of her philosophy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a major part of her philosophy, philanthropy. Yeah, the you do good component. That is something that we also do more on a weekly basis as well through our um, Kendra Gives Back initiatives. So we will partner with 501c3 organizations. Um, There are a few stipulations, but we can partner a lot of the time with 501c3s. And essentially, we will set up a um, give back event either in our store or on site at one of their events. And um, we partner and bring our product for their supporters to purchase. And then after um, the event has taken place and it's over, we will look at that revenue. And then 20% um, of the proceeds or revenue that we've generated, 20% of that will go back to that organization. It's just a really special way for our company as a whole to give back. And that's a really big component of my job is being able to partner and, you know, really decide and help talk through with those 501c3s where it makes sense when we can do these initiatives. Your title, what is your title again? Marketing and Philanthropic Manager. Yeah. When when you had mentioned that months ago, philanthropic manager, manager. <laughs> it's a mouthful. You don't find many boutique retailers, clothing or whatnot, or otherwise, that have that arm, you know, and I'm probably getting, you know, I'll get, I'll get emails or something from people say, hey, we do this too. <laughs> but it's, it's still, it's still fairly unusual. I would, I would imagine, you know, I, I know you can't speak to this directly, but I would imagine there's, there's got to be some, 
some philosophy behind the areas that the, that are maybe you know targeted in terms of stores and all that yeah um there are obviously multiple different coworkers in my position across the country. And so it is a unique way for us to be kind of the eyes and ears for the company locally on the ground, really making the biggest difference for our company through the community. So it is really unique and very special. And before um, I was hired for this role, I'd also never heard of a company that had um, that specific title. So it's it's really unique and it, it's it's definitely fun and keeps me um, challenged, but in a very good and positive way every day. Do you do you, Caitlin? Do you get how many like when you t- look at your clientele, for example? Do you get a lot of people coming out from Midtown downtown that shop there? Is it still like it's still kind of like an unknown entity? Talk about the clientele and what, you know what kind of folks that come in. Yeah, so um, in our store in Saddle Creek, we get. Um, quite a variety of customers coming in. Um, I've helped people who are driving up like an hour and a half out of Mississippi just to come and visit our store. I've had a few people come from downtown, um, but the majority of the customers that we do have will come out of Germantown. All the people who are local right there within just a few minutes of the store are really the ones that are coming out and shopping with us most of the time. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of shopping right in there locally, like, like we were saying. And also, you're right next door to what's the uh, restaurant right next door there? Stony River. River. <laughs> we know it all too well. We're regulars. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another big favorite, you know, of uh, so many folks. And I, I don't really know the history behind, you know, Saddle Creek so much, but I know it's just it's a very popular destination, and it's not that far out of the Memphis city limits, right? Another part of this, uh, and I, again, I, I know that uh, in general, Kendra started this. It, it says in the in the literature that uh, she was a new mom and starting all this. I just, again, I find that to be very inspiring for for all those Memphians out there in, in the arts and crafts world who are, you know, uh, you know, because we we do. Um, I've partnered with Memphis College of Art, and there is any number of different handmade crafts and all that that are, are that the that these students work on. And then uh, the Holiday Bazaar last year was really quite something, which will be the second to the last Holiday Bazaar for MCA. But, but you know, there's it touches on something that I find we've done some features on small businesses, walking pants, of course, eclectic eye, and what I think people sometimes forget when they walk into a store is that this represents someone's heart and soul. It's there. It's it's something that they were so deeply passionate about when they walked in or when they started this, mm-hmm. and hoping that the world might one day appreciate this thing, whatever it is, you know. And this this mindset, this philosophy, and and I think it's it's true for this as well, obviously. And then the way it started, the way she started in 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 Austin. Can you comment on that at all, Caitlin? Or yeah, of course. So. Our company, I mean, we've already talked about the philanthropy aspect, but the company was founded on the core values of family, fashion, and philanthropy. And I mean, like Garner mentioned, I had never been a part of a company in the past that valued um, giving back and helping out in the community in such a big way. So it's definitely really special, honestly, to get the opportunity to be able to work in that type of environment. And I will say, too, I feel like even from a local level, here in our Memphis store and the other stores that I oversee, 
It's definitely feels like a family. Mm-hmm. And that is a big directive that we, um, you know, feel from not only just a local level, but a national level. And so that also makes it very special. And I think that that is something that was definitely part of the core founding of the company and still holds true to this day, which, you know, again, Mm -hmm. it it is really special to feel like you walk in every day to, you know, people you trust and that you love and that support you and you support them. And, you know, that works all the way up the chain. Right. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to FM 89.3 WYPL. This is Storyboard 30. We are talking to a couple of ladies from Kendra Scott, Caitlin White, and Garner Keppen. So for those who, you know, again, the awareness is not, you know, I've, I've mentioned Kendra Scott before and people kind of go, what, who, <laughs> you know, cause it's, it's not, not widely known yet in Memphis. Just describe the jewelry if you would either, either one of the two, cause it's too, it's just too much fun. Yeah. It's just, it's too much fun. Yeah. So, um, we have different collections that we offer in store. We have our signature collection. They're going to be the pieces that we'll have year round all the time, almost always in stock. The kind of the classic looks for those that do know who Kendra Scott is when they see the jewelry, they know it's Kendra Scott. Those are going to be like our signature pieces that we have. Um, we also offer a fine jewelry collection where you can get like your diamonds and precious gemstones with 14 karat gold. Um, and those are offered in a lot of our signature silhouettes as well. Um, and then we do seasonal collections. Um, we do normally like a spring, summer, winter, fall collection. It does vary year to year, but right now we are in the middle of summer. Um, the jewelry well, my favorite piece from summer are these beautiful floral earrings. <laughs> it sounds odd, <laughs> but they're they're the Malika earring. Garner knows she loves them too. Yeah, I have them. <laughs> Me too. Um, and so all of the jewelry, aside from the fine jewelry collection, is fashion jewelry. The materials that we use are um, brass plated with fourteen karat and. Um, there's never any plastic used in our jewelry, which was a big thing for me when I was just shopping for jewelry. It's always um, glass or genuine stones that we use, which makes it really unique as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Garner, what about you? What are some of your favorite? I mean, honestly, I love anything from the color bar. So color bar for me was something that like before I even started working for the company I enjoyed. So for those that don't know, you can come into our store. We have a whole selection of um, different pieces that you can create right then and there. So we have an assortment of um, medals and then you get to choose um, whether it's a bracelet or ring, earrings, whatever you are in there to purchase for yourself or for a loved one. And then you also get to select your own stone. So I love the color bar so much because it's so personable and we have so many people come in and purchase things off of our color bar for special occasions, for marriages, for engagements, for birthdays. And I mean, the list goes on and on. And so I think for not only myself, but also um, the other sales associates that work in the store, it's always fun to come in and hear why people are purchasing and it makes the day so much more fun and you get to engage with customers and really get to know them and their story. Um, so I would say anything from the color bar, but I'm trying to think from our most recent collection, 
um, of summer. The Malikas, is that what you like? No, I mean, Malikas are definitely one of my favorites, but I also love the Meadow Necklace, which is um, one that had, I mean, we've designed it now, gosh, in spring and summer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a good piece that's tried and true that a lot of people enjoy, and it's it's a fun piece. And I get asked about it almost every time I wear it. So that's why I like it so yeah. much. And two, like you were saying about the color bar, one of my favorite parts about the color bar is that it's individualized customization within minutes. It's not something that you have to like order and come back to get. We're able to build it for you in the store. It just takes a few minutes to get a custom piece. So so now I'm, what, what is the color bar? I mean, you've said it. What is it? Like, actually, what is the color yeah, bar? What well, do you, when what you, you walk into the store, you'll see it's it looks just like a counter in the back of the store. But if you're behind the counter, you'll see drawers and trays that are full of the different necklaces, bracelets, earrings, and stones that we offer. And so whenever you come to the color bar, your experience will include flipping through a book that we offer or looking on an iPad of the different styles that we have. And once you've narrowed down your selection, we pull out the styles and the stones, and then you're able to touch, feel, select the stones yourself. And then once you've decided on those, we just place it into the jewelry for you. Gotcha. Okay. That's the color bar. I see now. That's fun. Now I'm curious too. How many men do you get in that come in and shopping for their their wives? Or their... All the time. <laughs> All the time. All the time. Every day. Every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think a lot of them like to do that because they can feel overwhelmed. They come in and it's it can be an overwhelming experience to shop for your wife, loved one, significant other. And so when you come in, it's always nice we, you know, try to help men out specifically, um, any of our clients, but also men and bringing them to the color bar and asking them a few questions. Why are you here? Who are you shopping for? What's the occasion? And then guiding them along that path of what we feel like would be the best options for them and giving them a few and then letting them choose for that person. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it's so interactive. That's also what makes it so fun is Mm -hmm. you get to really interact and, and our customer also gets to feel like they're a part of the process, which is so unique, yeah. a part of, you know, Kendra Scott, a part of making the actual piece then and there, yeah. which is so unique. Yeah. We've talked about this on the show or, or in the paper about, you know, retail, you know, brick and mortar retail struggling so much. And when it's things like this, when you, when you can offer this kind of service and experience, really, right? There's, you can't replace it. You can't do that online. You can't shop like that online. And one thing that we, we've talked about before here is the fact that you have to offer an experience. You have to really, and if you're going to survive in real, retail today, you have to offer a real experience, something that you can't find online, that you can't do online uh, in order to, to keep sustaining the, the brick and mortar. And it's nice to see that all over, really, the the Saddle Creek area. You see, and I know some of these companies are, you know, larger chains and they've got tons of money. But but still, you, you know, surviving today's world, brick and mortar retail, it's it's a challenge. So it's nice to see, you know, something as healthy, as healthy as this is, where you have, you know, the, the company has the opportunity to give back like, like they do. Yeah. So... In those terms, you know, we were kind of talking about this before we came on about, you know, the challenges of establishing retail in certain areas. And we hear people talking about, like the, like the big thing was the Trader Joe's, 
when the Trader Joe's took them, I don't know, they must have done two years of research, I think, right, before they came in. And the demographic research to, you know, to make a home in Memphis anywhere, you know, they just went through demographic study after, I mean, I, I, I don't know all the details, but it's really something to, you know, companies have to be very careful nowadays with setting up shop in certain places. So it's, again, nice to see the, the health of the company. Are there other philanthropy arms that, that the company gets into? Like, do all of you get into the events and, and participate? And Yeah, so Garner is the one who really does a lot of the outreach into the community. Mm-hmm. But like she had mentioned earlier, we do our Kendra Give Back events where we partner with those 501c3s, and those are hosted in the store. And so at some point in time, every single person that has worked at our store has had their hand on an event in some way. And it makes it really special too and really rewarding knowing that for all the girls, they've all said to me at some point that they love being able to come into work knowing that they're doing good in some way. It's like one of my favorite kind of slogans that the company has is what matters to you matters to us. And that goes for the customers and for the employees that we have. Whereas like Gruner was saying, like we partner with these local organizations and we hear about them from customers coming into the store or talking to people when we're out at dinner or my team that's at the store is talking to the customers or things that they're personally involved in or passionate about. And so it makes it, I mean, it's always special, but it's even more special knowing that like me as an employee, I could present an organization that I'm involved in that has, that needs some support and we'd be able to do that for them. On a more personal level, how does it feel, Garner, to like work for, you have some, you're you're passionate about this area, the, the philanthropy part and the giving back. Tell me about your experience, like why, you know, I, I know that the company had that position open, but. Yeah. So I actually majored in nonprofit administration development in college. Okay. So nine times out of 10, people's first comment to me was, well, how are you going to make money? And I was like, that's not really the goal for me. Like, I really would prefer to work for with an organization and knowing waking up every day feeling confident that what I'm doing is making an impact locally in my community, globally if possible, you know, so on and so forth. So I've always, you know, really been involved with giving back in the city of Memphis. And so when this opportunity arose, it was a dream come true. Being able to do what I love and be supported by a company that also supported that. And I think that getting the opportunity to be able to, like I said earlier, be the eyes and ears here on the ground and knowing all these organizations, and there's an abundance here in Memphis, but knowing that we have the opportunity to be able to go out and spread the word that Kendra Scott the company does want to be able to give back to you and does want to be able to help support you when in times of need and, you know, just when it makes sense. And so it's also neat, too, when um, I get to hear from other ladies or men in my position and getting to hear what they're also doing in their community. And it's inspiring. And it's also wonderful to be able to hear from them what, you know, is working and be able to bring that back here and and do that as well. And so it's just, it's an amazing opportunity to be able to be supported too, and know that from 
a larger company perspective that they have that trust and support in me and knowing that every day when I go out and do my job and try my best, you know, to do it as successfully and to solidify these partnerships and to support our community, it really is making an impact. And that's the goal is for us to be able to help make an impact. In your position, are you actively looking for nonprofits to partner with or or organizations to to work with or or do they come to you? How does that work? It's a little bit of both. I am always actively seeking because there's always new and there's always needs. And that's kind of my philosophy is there's always new ideas and and new births of um, nonprofits here happening, whether that's in the city of Memphis, whether it's in the outskirts of a suburb, whatever that looks like. And so I always love to be able to, for people to feel the comfort, to be able to come to me and say, hey, this is what we're doing and to hear their story and vice versa. And so that's why this opportunity right here is so unique for us to be able to share what we can do for others. And then, like Caitlin said, it happens organically in the store as well. So with our um, our you know sales associates or when Caitlin and myself strike up conversation when you know whether it's at the color bar or helping someone choose a piece or whatever you know that conversation looks like. Sometimes it's it's as simple as that, and they'll hand us a card and you know we'll email and communicate after that. So it happens in all sorts of different capacities, but if there is a need, we always like to um, have it presented to us. So, you think of any any stories specifically of of uh, experiences you've had with with these types of things where you've you've realized, oh, we have to work with this company or this organization. We have to do this. Has that happened yet? And what are you racking my brain for all of the partners that we've worked with thus far? And it is so many. Yeah, I don't have an example of like necessarily an organ well kind of an organization that we worked with but there was um a time where i was working in the store and a customer came in named kathy and she was there looking for a i think she was looking for a bracelet for herself for for her birthday um and we got to talking and just kind of we were at the color bar and we were talking and she was telling me about it and it came to find out that her husband had just passed away from cancer. And so through that, like just organic conversation, just by asking someone how they're doing, what brought them into the store, we were able to partner with the hospital that her husband had been treated at to do a give back event for the hospital on his behalf, like in honor of him. So it's amazing that we were even able to just like have that connection and be able to do that for someone. See, and that's, that's so rare in a, in a company, you know, you're in the, in a retail uh, store just like this. That's so rare to have to have that opportunity. Yeah. And one that, that came to my mind, um, is we partnered a few months ago with, um, Memphis Joy Prom. Mm -hmm. So it is um, prom for um, ladies and gentlemen with um, special needs or disabilities. And so it's completely free of charge to the participants who come. And so I knew about the organization because a few of my family members volunteer at it every year. And so I reached out to the director and I just said, hey, like, can we have coffee and talk? And so we had coffee and she had no idea that the 
Kinder Gives Back initiative was even, you know, a thing. So we scheduled a give back party for them like a week before their prom and hosted them in the store. And some of the participants came and their family members. And it was just a really sweet time for our our staff members also to help them pick out jewels that they were going to get to wear to prom. And it was really sweet time for, you know, us to just engage in that conversation and to hear how excited they were and what they were wearing and they were getting their hair and makeup done and and so forth. So it was really neat. And then, you know, after the event was over, the director just came to me and she was like, I am just so thankful. Like, thank you so much. We had no idea. And so a little bit of that money was able to help them, um, you know, take care of the cost for the participants. That's really something. Well, we are out of time. Garner Kempen and Caitlin White, thank you both for coming. That was a lot of fun to talk about. You know, talk about it for, for me at Storyboard 30 to talk about something different. So thank you both for coming in. I want to thank our guests once again, and thanks to producer Vance Durbin and to WYPL program manager Tommy Warren, to WYPL and the Memphis Public Libraries for their support, and to you listeners and supporters of the library and FM 89.3. We hope you join us next time on Storyboard 30 for more conversation with those Memphis personalities and shapers who make our lives here in the Bluff City just a little bit better. Memphis, make it a great week. 